Recently, I had an experience with credit card fraud that caused so much unnecessary stress and anxiety. I spent hours on the phone and in chats with my credit card company. I had to get two different cards before the fraud stopped and I was so worried about what was gonna happen to my money in my bank account. And I sometimes have the fear that it's gonna happen again, right? And that's why I'm so excited to introduce You Are The Healer's newest sponsor, Aura, an app for protecting online data and personal information. Cleaning up my information not only helps reduce the amount of spam I get, but it protects me from hackers who could use this information to help them access things like my social media accounts, bank accounts, and other sensitive information. Protecting yourself and your personal information is a form of self-care. I swear. Go to my sponsor, ara.com healer to get a 14-day free trial and have peace of mind knowing your information is safe. Again, that's ara, A-U-R-A, dot com slash healer for your two-week free trial. Therapy has been so largely beneficial on my mental health journey, and I'm really excited to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you know me, you've probably heard me say that therapy is mandatory because there's absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help, and I think that every single person who walks this earth needs it. So I'm really excited to be connected with BetterHelp and offer affordable and accessible therapy um, the link will be in my show notes, or you can go to betterhelp.com slash healer. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash healer. Welcome to the You Are the Healer podcast. This is Sydney Rindernecht, a psych nurse and your host, here to educate, support, and motivate and encourage you to be your own healer and to take care of yourself as we dive into different mental health topics. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the You Are the Healer podcast. This week we are talking about self-trust and self-doubt. If you're listening right now, I just want to express so much gratitude for it. I love recording this podcast and sharing things with the world and having people listen and tune in. It just brings me so much joy. So thank you so much for continuing to listen Thank you for sharing this podcast, if that's what you do, or reviewing it or rating it. Honestly, even if this is your first time, like, thank you so much for being here. It just brings me so much joy. So let's get into this episode. Let's talk about self-trust. Before we get into it, I want to start my episodes now with some deep breaths so we can really be in the mindset to listen, okay? So we're going to take a deep breath in through our nose. And we're going to exhale out through our mouths and shake out your body and release anything that is inhibiting you from listening to this message and receiving this message. Another deep breath in through your nose. Think about inhaling love and light and positivity. And exhale. Drop anything you're carrying that isn't serving you in this moment. Let it go. You can always pick it up later. Last inhale through your nose. Inhale, thinking of an open mind, open ears, open heart to receive this message. And exhale, relax into your body. Let's get into the episode and let's learn some things. We'll do a low, a high, and something that I'm currently learning. So the low that I am struggling with right now. I spent all of April literally having the time of my life. And I came back to America and it was honestly really difficult for me because on vacation, things were so different, like in my own life and then observing all the culture around me. 
And I was very bummed to come back to America. I literally was crying in the airport in Madrid because I just didn't want my my fun adventures to end. And kind of on a on a more I think the reason I was more upset was because I saw the way that life could be lived differently, specifically in um, basically like non-capitalist societies. And it's just very upsetting for me to come back to America where it's so much about producing and like rise and grind. And it's just less rest, less ease. And that was just very upsetting for me. On top of my month-long adventure of fun and vacation ending, I had to come back to working my job full-time. And being a psych nurse is really stressful, and I forgot how intense it was. And I think taking the time off made me see a lot more clearly, like, oh my gosh, this is a really hard job. And something that I forgot when I was gone, I honestly really didn't think about work, which was incredible. But right when I started working, I was like, I forgot how mean the patients can be to you sometimes. I got like med cups thrown at me. I was called a bitch, like right off the bat. I'm like, you guys, like, I know you don't know me, but I was just gone. Can you be nice to me? <laughs> like, I was I was taking it personal and I was having a hard time, you know, getting back into my routine with work and working in general. I mean, I went from doing nothing, sleeping in, like chilling to three 12-hour shifts in a row. And it was really more like 13-hour shifts working as charge nurse. It's just honestly a lot and really overwhelming. And coming from such a high, high to such a low, low, it was honestly really difficult for me. So that's the low I got working on right now. But I'm kind of thinking of it as like, I'm really glad to be back in Colorado. I miss my friends. I miss my cat. I miss like snowboarding. So it's not all bad. I don't want to like sound like I'm complaining or anything, but that is a low. That is a low for me. Okay. Next, the high. My high in this kind of season of my life right now is my self-love is on point. I feel so good alone. I love my thoughts. I love the way I make mistakes and the way I learn from them. I have all these routines and habits that I just crave so much. I've been vibing to like affirmation music and just dancing alone. And I just genuinely love myself so much. And it's so nice because I've been spending years, I mean, years of my life working on this. I used to absolutely despise myself. And so now it's feeling self-love in general is such a wonderful feeling, but especially when it hasn't come naturally for me. It just makes me all that more proud of myself. So that's a high, that's a low. Something that I'm learning, (laughs) actually, I I kind of learned it a couple hours ago, right before recording this. You are responsible for how you feel. And that's kind of a tough pill to swallow, especially if you have any tendencies to kind of play the victim and, and think like all these external things are the problem. But you are so responsible for how you feel and your state of being is in your control, which I feel like if you would have told me that a couple years ago, I'd be like, um, you're lying. Like that's invalidating. But I'll just kind of walk you through how I came to learn this. So 
I, I knew that I had to record this episode because it's Thursday and I post on Sundays and I've been procrastinating because I've been working and I've been tired. And I mean, coming up with podcast stuff is, it, I mean, it's work. It's not, it takes time. And, um, and I was working three shifts, so I didn't really have time to do it. And so this deadline has been kind of like looming over my head and I'm like, today's the day. Like I have to record today. I don't want to push it back any further. Like I want to enjoy my weekend. And I, uh, <laughs> it, it relates to self-trust too, because I was like, okay, I'll go to kickboxing and then I'll have more energy and then I can record. And then the time for kickboxing came around and I was like, I don't feel like going. And I was just so low energy. And I was like, how am I going to get in the headspace to record? Because it's definitely something that you have to be in kind of a chipper, you know, outgoing mindset or headspace to be in. Like, basically a couple hours ago, I was like, fuck no, I can't record right now. Like I would be a zombie and no one would enjoy the episode. I would hate doing it. So I was like, you know what? Like you are responsible for this. I am responsible for feeling tired and low energy. And I knew it wasn't anything like lack of sleep, like whatever. So I got myself, I, I, I gave myself 10 minutes to nap, which was more of a like meditation thing. Cause I didn't fall asleep in 10 minutes. And I was like kind of hyping myself up for the episode. And then I was like, maybe I'm tired because I'm so hungry. Like I haven't eaten. So I cooked and I ate, which cooking for me is one of those like self-care practices. I just love cooking. I think it's so fun. So I ate. I listened to an album that I love, Acid Rap. I changed the rapper. I was like, this shit is lit. (laughs) And now I am in such a better mindset to give you guys information and talk and have a conversation. And I was responsible for completely 360 my mood. And that's a really nice feeling because it, it's, it's a sense of control for your, for your emotions. And I feel like a lot of mental health struggles is your emotions are so polarizing. I literally talked about that in therapy today. Like a lot of what people are struggling with is like these big intense emotions and your emotions are leading your decisions but you are responsible for how you feel. And that is very freeing. It can be, like I said earlier, like a tough pill to swallow, but when you get in the practice and the habit of it, it is so freeing and so wonderful because you can help yourself at any point. And I think that's a big reason why I started this podcast is because I just really want to encourage people to help themselves. So it was nice because I literally like was reminded of this lesson right before recording. And I'm like, that's content for the episode. Like that's a coincidence. Self-trust and self-doubt. Why are they related? Why would we talk about them at the same time? I like to conceptualize it as self-doubt is kind of the opposite of self-trust. So self-trust is one of those things that's really hard and it's really difficult. And I want to talk about it because it's something that I've been learning recently. Self-trust is imperative to self-love. It is something that really changes the relationship with yourself. If you think about it, it's, it's essentially the same concept as trusting somebody else, building trust with someone. It is not something that you can like snap your fingers and do. It takes time and it's, it's based on your actions. It's how you show up for yourself and you can tell yourself things over and over, but if you don't do what you say you're going to do, or you sabotage yourself, you're, you're teaching yourself that it's not safe to trust yourself basically. And I think it's, it's beneficial to think of it like you're building trust with another person. And if you really want to really want to, um, 
hype yourself up on your self-love journey. Think about it like you're building trust with your best friend, your best friend of the whole wide world. And that is something that's really helped me on my self-love journey is like, how would I be talking to my best friend right now? And then talking to yourself that way. So self-trust, I, I think of it as like being able to rely on yourself at the end of the day, like, you know, that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and you can trust your own judgment over anybody else, which is kind of the opposite of the narrative that we get in society today. We get told, especially those of us conditioned as women, we get told to kind of outsource our decision-making and get other people's opinions before we can be decisive. It's almost like if you're decisive as a woman, you're like bossy or a bitch or whatever. So it's, there's definitely barriers to, to self-trust and I'll get into that in a little bit, but self-doubt is something that's kind of the opposite side of the coin. It's, it's like the antithesis of self-trust. And this is something that I really struggled with, um, creating this podcast. I doubted myself so much because I'm not a tech girl. I don't know how to figure this shit out, but you know, I did. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs before doing this, like imposter syndrome. Like, you know, am I even qualified to talk? Is anyone even going to listen to me? All these limiting beliefs that were fueled by self-doubt made it really hard to trust myself and to know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, which I knew deep in me. I had this gut feeling that I'm supposed to be giving messages somehow, some way. I was listening to this podcast um, and it talked about like, everybody has their medicine. Everyone has their medicine to share with others. And kind of like the, per- one of the purposes we have in life is finding that medicine and sharing it. And I know, like, I just, I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is one of those ways that I get to share my medicine. And it was frustrating to have all this doubt because I knew deep down that the doubt was kind of like an excuse. It was like BS on top of what I, what greatness I knew could come from acting on this and creating something. And so that's kind of why I want to talk about them together is because self-doubt is like such an inhibitor to self-trust. And something that I found really helpful that I've talked about in therapy when I have imposter syndrome or when I'm like, I don't know, can I do any of these great things that I want to do? I just say, why not me? Why, why am I not able to create a podcast? Why am I not able to achieve my goals? Like, is someone else more qualified? Why not me? And it kind of shifts the narrative to make you think, huh, like, do I even have that many reasons? Why not me? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right, let's get into why do we need self-trust? I said earlier, like, it's imperative to self-love. Think of, like, in a romantic relationship, can you truly love someone if you can't trust them? If, if what they say, you don't know for sure they'll actually do. It's really hard. Trust is a pillar of love, I feel like. Another reason we need self-trust is when you have all these negative thoughts, especially like with, with mental health struggles, you have these limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, polarizing emotions. They will all carry less weight because you know like in your bones who you are, that you're capable of greatness, like you trust yourself more than you believe those negative thoughts. And that is really powerful. Self-trust is also beneficial because 
you're able to rely on yourself instead of other people. And then you quit looking for other people for their approval, which is also something that I'm learning. The external validation from other people, you depend on less, you trust yourself more. If you tune out the outside world and all the noise and you go inward, you meditate, you journal, you find out what is important to you, what you need, what you want, what you think, what you believe. You're, how do I want to say this? Like you're so much more powerful. You're stepping into your own power because you're not looking outside at other sources to give you that validation or to give you that approval to act on your thoughts and your beliefs. We, I've heard this somewhere that like the universe would not give you these ideas if you weren't capable of acting on them, if you weren't capable of achieving them. And so you don't need anyone else's opinions. And honestly, not everyone's going to agree with you and not everyone is going to be a supporter of you. And that's fine. You literally don't need anybody else's like opinions to do what you know you need to do. All you need is to know how you feel and those and that desire that you have and that is enough and when you trust yourself you can, you'll act on it and you won't have these these doubts of well what will other people think etc that was kind of a tangent i kind of liked it <laughs> okay self trust is also wonderful because it cuts comparison out if you know if you're confident in yourself if you trust yourself you're not looking around to other people to kind of weigh how you feel about yourself you're not doubting yourself because comparison really leads to, I mean, feeling horrible about yourself and doubt is a part of that. Self-trust also builds your confidence. If you really strengthen your trust with yourself, you don't need other people. You don't need anything else. You're like, ah, I'm just thinking how good it feels to be confident and sure of yourself. And then that confidence gives you courage to act on your dreams to act on whatever it is. Like if you have that inkling of whatever, like for example, I feel like the way that I talk about this, your, this trip that I went on, it almost sounds like bragging. It's not how I want to come across at all. If anything, I'm just really proud of myself because I had this, this inkling, this gut knowing that I, I, I just wanted to travel and I wanted to be out there and I didn't care about the logistics. I didn't care that I would be using all my PTO and I would be in between jobs and it was, I mean, it was honestly really scary because I didn't have everything figured out, but I trusted myself and I trusted my intuition. And so I had the courage to act on my desires and it was the best thing I've ever done. It was literally the best thing for myself. So strengthening our self-trust will strengthen you to have the courage to act on your dreams and your desires. And if you think about that, that creates more of a incredible life if you're able to to recognize what you want and what you need and what you desire then you're able to act on it then you're living more in alignment with yourself and like overall quality of life is just way better ah, this is like getting me so excited to talk about um another reason why self-trust is wonderful is because it makes decision making way easier so something that i have grown through since my like worst mental health when I was a teenager, I used to be like really unable to make decisions. And like, I would question my, my judgment a lot. I'd be like, well, should I do this? Should I do this? What do you think? And now that I have established more of a internal peace within myself and trust, I make decisions so easily. And I'm like, I don't even care what anyone thinks. Cause I know that this is what's best. And 
not to, that's not to be, you know, closed minded or anything, but I'm just confident in myself. I'm confident in my decisions and I trust my judgment. I know that I'm smart and I'm able to make good decisions. And that is so freeing to not be so concerned about what other people are thinking and worried about all these external things. It like frees up space in your mind to have much better thoughts. And the last thing I want to talk about is self-trust is beneficial because you're able to communicate your needs. When you trust yourself and you spend time with yourself, you're able to recognize what you need. And therefore, when you know what you need, you can set boundaries to safely kind of, I can go into boundaries. I think I'm going to do an episode about it. But when you set boundaries, you're kind of, it's like, (laughs) boundaries are so hard to define for me because I'm I'm still learning them but you're basically setting the standard for how people treat you because you know your needs and you're not going to let people treat you poorly and you're not going to exhaust yourself you're basically containing your energy in a way that's sustainable which is so important to your mental health because if you don't have good boundaries you deplete yourself or other people or you let other people come in and it's it's boundaries are really important and you can't establish boundaries if you don't know what you need And if you trust yourself, then you won't feel as guilty setting boundaries too. Um, Self-trust is also great because if you think of peer pressure, um, you're you're less likely to cave into peer pressure because you know yourself, you trust yourself in your decisions, and you're not going to let other people sway it. So this is something that I've really learned. When I stopped drinking, I felt a lot of peer pressure, especially like going out with people that were drinking. And it was really an act of self-trust to constantly make that decision for myself because at any point I could have been like you know what you're right it'll be more fun tonight if I take a shot or whatever and when you trust yourself and you know what's best for yourself you won't be swayed by other people's opinions and their pressure on you and that kind of relates to boundaries and peer pressure and stuff it's like if you have self-trust you if you don't want to do something like you are able to say no and you're able to have that peace and that is something that's really, really important for your mental health. Because if you are going around being like a yes man, um, which is another lesson that I've learned, <laughs> um, it it's just not your best interest in mind. And trusting yourself, you are able to adequately speak up for yourself and have a better quality of life because you know what you need and you know how to get there and you don't feel bad saying yes or no to people because you trust yourself and your opinion carries more weight than anybody else's. What are some signs that you are going against your self-trust, that you are not trusting yourself? What I think of first is going back to the example of thinking of self-trust as trust with somebody else, right? This is a silly example, but let's say like you, every time you drink coffee, you get a headache. If your partner every morning was like, here's some coffee for you, please drink it. You'd be like, you know, I don't like this. Like, I don't, I don't trust you. Why are you, why are you making me drink it? I mean, that's like a silly example, but that's kind of how we can view the relationship with ourselves and how we can start to trust each other. So signs that you're not trusting yourself is when you recognize your needs and your feelings and you ignore them. So let's say you know that you, I did this all the time in college you know that you need a good night's sleep tonight. But you ignore it because other people want you to go out or you stay up talking with friends or whatever it is. Knowing what you need 
and choosing otherwise. That is a big sign that you, not necessarily that you're actively like not trusting yourself. I don't think that's intentional, but you are not working down the road of trusting yourself. Doing things like that sabotages trust with yourself. Another thing that kind of breaks your self-trust is saying you're going to do something and then not doing it. So if you think of trust with somebody else, they say, hey, I'm going to pick you up at 7 p.m. And then they don't show up all night. You're not going to trust them. You're going to be like, your word means nothing because your action should otherwise. The same goes for yourself. So if you're saying, you know what, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to meditate every day this week and you don't do it at all, you are breaking that trust with yourself. Another sign, this kind of goes back to like knowing your needs. Um, Specifically, like if you feel hungry, right? Not eating and ignoring your body's cues. So this is more of a like in your body thing. Um, This is something that really is prevalent with eating disorders is you recognize what you need, but you ignore anyways. And that type of behavior over time It takes a lot of effort to reestablish trust with yourself. For me, it took a long time to even know when I was hungry again because I ignored it for so long. I didn't even know what I needed. I was so lost. So little things like that, like eating when you're hungry or not sleeping when you need to sleep, things like that are good signs and cues that you can recognize um, show the lack of self-trust. Also things like ignoring red flags in other people. Like, let's say, this is a silly example, but for me, I knew that I didn't want to date someone that vaped. Like, that to me, I felt like was something that I don't want to, I didn't want to surround myself with somebody that did that. And in my last relationship, I, I let it slide. And I was ignoring my intuition and what I knew was best for me. And I, I basically, like, compromised on something that I didn't really want to compromise on. And I know that that's kind of a small thing, but to me, it's, I don't know, it was, it's more meaningful than that. It's not just like, oh, a silly behavior. It's, it's the taking care of yourself part. And I didn't want to be with someone that couldn't take care of themselves, but I went against my better knowing. And now I know so much better. Thank God. Um, Other signs that you're kind of going against your intuition or your better, better judgment is if you're in a situation and you get that feeling that you like you're in a room and and you become uncomfortable or you know better, but you stay anyways. So if you're not having a good time somewhere, just staying, that is a big way to break trust with yourself. Because if you really valued and loved yourself and trusted your judgment, you're like, oh, I'm not having fun here. I'm just going to go. And then your whole time could be completely different, but you're keeping yourself in this, in this box, in this state. Um, because I mean, there's so many different factors and I don't ever want it to sound like I'm kind of coming for people, except I look like love when my therapist says that with me when she's like really direct. I'm like, Oh man, that hurt my feelings. Like that was good. <laughs> like, um, but I, I'm saying all of this with the, the caveat that like, I need to hear this and I have learned these things. So I am in no way, shape or form coming at this from a soapbox. I am very much learning as I'm going. And I feel like there's a lot of Um, humanity in the shared experience and in the shared struggle. Another sign of lack of self-trust is questioning yourself. And that's, I mean, that's self-doubt, basically. If you are really doubting yourself and you're not confident in your decisions, that is a a telltale sign that 
we need more self-trust. Another thing, which this is really common, is self-sabotage. So self-sabotage could also look like knowing what you need and not doing it anyways, or when you have a good thing, doing something in some way so that that thing goes away, basically. And I mean, that self-sabotage kind of ties into like worthiness and feeling like you're good enough. But if you trusted yourself and your judgment and you knew that this thing was good for you, you would keep it around. So self-sabotage to me is really interesting. Um, And the last thing I want to talk about is people-pleasing. People-pleasing is something where you really value how everybody else is doing over yourself. And so it almost doesn't even matter what you think or feel because you are so tuned in to everybody else. And this is also another thing where women are, are conditioned to do this. So there's trauma responses of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And fawn basically means people pleasing. You are going to do whatever you need to do to make sure everyone is happy around you to keep things at bay. And that is a very learned, very relatable behavior. And that is something that makes it really hard to trust yourself and your decisions and to act on it because it's it's kind of reframing and rewiring how your brain works because people pleasing, I mean, it runs deep. A lot of people learn it really young. And so you have years of this behavior. And so um, that, that can be something that really inhibits self-trust. So the next thing I want to go into is how do we go from knowing these things where we lack self-trust? What, is, what does self-trust even look like? So I'm going to give some examples of things that demonstrate self-trust. But what I want us to do during this is whenever I say the thing, just take a second and like feel in your body what it would feel like to do these things and really hold on and search for what that feeling would be because honestly whenever we set like goals or whenever we want something it's because we want what we think that experience will make us feel so like let's say you want more money right that's I feel like everybody wants more money you don't want more money you want the feeling that comes with having more money you want the feeling of freedom the feeling of not being restricted because of however much money is in your bank account or whatever other feeling comes with having more money So if you take a second and you feel something, the law of attraction makes it much easier to send that thing to you because you're already in the same state as what you want to receive. So usually, I mean, we might get into a little woo-woo stuff, but with manifestation, you feel how it would, how whatever you want to be, you feel it first and then it comes later. A lot of people think, well, when I get this thing, then I'll feel good. But if you feel good, then you'll get this thing. That's kind of how it works, at least in my experience. So whenever I say these things, just listen, pause, and really like close your eyes and think about how you would feel if you did these things. So building self-trust looks like stopping eating when you're full. Regardless of how much is left on your plate, you honor what is going on in your body. Think about how good that would feel. You can avoid that feeling of overeating and being uncomfortable. It's like trusting yourself and being so in tune with your body that you know what is best for you. Another thing of rest when you feel tired without the guilt and without the judgment. Think of how good it would feel to listen to your body and to honor it. Following through with what you say you're going to do. And when I feel into this, I think of like, 
like I relax. I'm like, I can trust myself. If I do what I say I'm going to do, if I show myself with my actions that I can trust myself, all that doubt flies out the window. And that feels so good. That feels like so reassuring. Think about how it feels to follow your gut, to have that knowing. And I know we have that. I know we have that intuition. That especially, I, I feel like this episode might be a little more in tune with, with women, but um, it's like your feminine energy to have intuition. And when you have it and you act on it, there is literally no better feeling because you know, you know, it's the right thing. You know, you're doing what's best for you. And it's just like this confidence and like this, I get so excited when I act on my, on my intuition instead of just letting it sit in my gut. Let's think about how it would feel to value yourself over everybody else. Value your thoughts, value your opinions over anybody else's. It feels like, like you don't need anyone else to be confident in yourself. That, I'm so, I could use a little more of that, but that would feel so good to not need that reassurance from other people, to not need that validation, to know that everything you have in yourself and your internal experience is enough. Lastly, think about how it would feel to be decisive and confident in your decisions and have your decisions be in your best interest. Like knowing that everything you do is helping you and it's, and it's in your alignment. That would feel so rewarding and, and oh, like euphoric. And so I kind of wanted to take this different spin of like thinking of how you would feel because if you really sit with it, it's kind of like the gratitude thing. If you sit in that feeling, your, your mindset and your, and your state of mind changes, it shifts. And I think that that's really powerful. I think that, um, I know something that I tried to do for a long time was like reason through my thoughts and like use a lot of, um, like logic and, and analyze it. When in reality, like majority of the things, like, like we are in a feeling universe, like you feel things all the time and we can use that to our advantage. Now we're going to do some affirmations to strengthen our self-trust and silence our self-doubt. Affirmations is another one of my favorite coping skills because it really changes your thought process and the way that your that your brain is wired. And so I mean just like doing affirmations by themselves isn't going to it's not going to like cure your mental illness, but if you do them over and over again and you like feel into them and you really are intentional with it, it can totally change your life. And they affirmations have really changed my life too. I do them every morning and I, I really, I really know how powerful they are. So what we're going to do is I'm going to say an affirmation and then I'm going to repeat it. And what I want you to do is repeat it when I say it the second time and ideally do it out loud and like say it with your chest. I do affirmations in groups sometimes and I'm like, say it like you mean it. Don't be like, Ooh, I trust myself. Like Put your hands on your hips and be like, I trust myself and step into your power and, and really kind of do this like to the maximum. Don't, there's no point in half-assing it. Like we're already here. You might as well just like say it with your chest, mean it. Okay, let's go. I trust my judgment. I trust my judgment. I show up for myself. I show up for myself. 
I know what's best for me. I know what's best for me. I trust myself to make the right decisions. I trust myself to make the right decisions. I am all that I need. I am all that I need. I'm going to say it again. I like that one. I am all that I need. I am capable of making smart decisions. I am capable of making smart decisions. I am proud of my decisions. I am proud of my decisions. It is safe to trust myself. It is safe to trust myself. I choose thoughts that serve my best interest. I choose thoughts that serve my best interest. Wrapping up, we talked about self-doubt and self-trust and how they're related. We talked about signs that you are going against your better knowing, that you are not trusting yourself. We felt into what it would feel like to act on our best interest and to act with self-trust. We did some affirmations. And I just want to remind you guys, you are worth the effort it takes to heal. I know this journey is difficult and growing is painful, but it is so important and you are worth it. And most importantly, I believe in your ability to help yourself. You are capable of helping yourself. I just want you to know that and I want you to feel that. That is all we have for this episode. If you liked it, I would love, love, love if you shared it. I'm still working on getting the podcast on Apple and there's links in the bio. I made an Instagram. The at is um, you're the healer, like you are the healer, not spelled out just the, the letters. So follow the Instagram, share something from the podcast that you liked. It'd be really special to me if, um, like, you guys told me something that you learned, whether it's, like, texting me or you have me on Instagram or whatever it is. I really love knowing that this podcast helps people, and especially because I feel like the people listening right now are, like, the people closest to me in my life, and I just love, love, love hearing your takeaways, and and I love the, the dialogue that this podcast comes from. I am finally like being a little brave and I'm telling more people like, oh, I have a podcast. It's about mental health. And it has sparked such lovely, wonderful conversations. And it's just such confirmation from the universe that like, this is exactly what I need to be doing because I'm so passionate about this. I love talking about mental health. I love helping people and helping myself. So if you like this, give it a rating, share it, tell your friends. Um, And yeah, I will be posting in two weeks on Sunday. Until next time, may you be well. Quick disclaimer that all the views expressed in You Are the Healer are my own. They are not a substitute for any legal, professional, mental health advice. It is just educational purposes and me sharing my experiences. This podcast is not intended to replace any professional medical or mental health advice.